So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. A serious level three risk for severe weather means today is a WRL weather alert day. Who could see damaging winds, quarter-sized hail, or an isolated tornado? Then, whether you're driving or flying, these storms could get in the way of your evening plans. Live team coverage from RDU, where passengers are already seeing delays. A high-speed accident on Buffalo Lake Road in Harney County leaves two people dead. The driver is ejected and slams into the second story of a home. Now the mother of the female victim is searching for answers. Right now at 7 o'clock, as Mike said, we're tracking this level 3 threat for severe weather in our entire viewing area. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rowe. We are already hearing about ping-pong-sized mm -hmm. hail in other parts of our state. And look at Futurecast. This is what we are expecting to move in in the next hour or two. Damaging wind, large hail, even an isolated tornado we are at risk of. It's the kind of threat that we really haven't seen in this area for more than a year at this point. That's why we have team coverage of the impacts on this WRAL weather alert day. We have to begin with meteorologist Mike Mays in the Severe Weather Center with the latest, Mike. Dan, level three means more persistent, more widespread severe storms. That's what we're under this evening, and we're seeing them off to the west right now. And as Ashley mentioned, ping pong ball size hail, even golf ball size hail over toward Davie County and the Advance and Moxville communities. That storm now has made its way into Davidson County, and even storms building back across parts of Wilkes County. These are two severe thunderstorm warnings that are ongoing right now, and we could take a look at what's happening inside those storms. We see the hail swath that developed over Wilkes County now making its way into Davidson County. All these are reports of large hail, again, up to the size of ping pong balls and golf balls. And they started back into uh, Wilkes County, where there's been wind damage, numerous reports of trees down, and also some power lines down. We have our severe thunderstorm watch in place till about 11 o'clock. It doesn't encompass the entire viewing area. Some of our eastern counties, like Wilson County, Goldsboro, getting over to Rocky Mount and Enfield, not in the watch just yet. But that doesn't mean you're not going to see any thunderstorms that could be severe. And our threat from North Carolina all the way up to the northeast that level three threat encompassing Philadelphia, D.C., Richmond, here in Raleigh South toward Fayetteville, damaging winds, hail, maybe an isolated tornado. Now, future cast slow in developing the system, and that's what we've been talking about all afternoon. By 8 o'clock, storms are on our doorstep, I think by 9, 10, 11 o'clock. This is a brand new run of future cast showing those storms coming on through. There's 11 o'clock, widespread storms. When you join us on our newscast at 10 and 11, there should be storms ongoing, some severe, and after midnight, they quickly, rapidly move down east toward the coast. Now, coming up less than 15 minutes, Dan. Have a closer look at Futurecast running through it hour by hour, a little bit slower so you can digest it and yeah. see what happens in your community. Okay, we'll check back with you again soon, uh, Mike. Thank you. Meantime, we want to continue this coverage now with Mark Boyle in the WREL Live Center. Mark. Dan, uh, Mike was talking about Moxville, Davie County. We just got some brand new video in uh, from the social media that shows all of the hail. That is what we're seeing here on the roads. This gives us a really idea of what we could see here in just a few hours. This is well off to our west right now, but that strong line of storm certainly is moving our direction. A live lookout now uh, out at RDU. It is a beautiful evening, but we are seeing a lot of flight delays and cancellations. Looking at the misery map to give us an idea of what it looks like across the country. Seeing a lot of red, D.C., New York, Boston, even Charlotte to our west. 
West and Atlanta. There have been so many ground stops this afternoon. It's going to be hard for these airlines to get things back online. Thousands of delays and cancellations. Julian Grace live for us now out on the, um, the Delta ticket counter at RDU. Julian, it's a mess out there for folks trying to get out of town. Mark, you said it best. Let me tell you this. We walked around the airport here and I talked to a number of passengers and I spoke to one passenger who has been here at RDU for seven hours, hoping to catch a flight to New York. Let's take a look at video from the inside and all of the commotion going on. Travelers up and down the East Coast are still dealing with some lingering impacts from Sunday. Now, it's estimated about 8,000 flights nationwide were delayed and nearly 900 canceled as thunderstorms slowed air travel in and out of some of the busiest airports in the country. Now, earlier today, we spoke to Rhonda Love and she had a direct flight back to Arizona this morning. It got delayed and now she doesn't know when she'll be able to leave. Free dinner, free hotel if we have to stay over because we're we're visiting, you know, we're we're not we're not at home. So, you know, we're short of money. People are traveling all over the world. People get short of money, things are expensive. How uh, we hope that Rhonda is able to get back home. Do want to remind viewers that Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, he gave a very stern warning to the airlines earlier this year and late last year to make sure those airlines are compensating passengers when their flights are significant, significantly delayed or canceled. Dan, we will find out in the coming days how many of these passengers are compensated. Yeah. All right, Julian, let us know. Thank you. Live at RDU. Meantime, this threat for the storms uh, headed our way. It will continue overnight. So make sure you have the WREL weather app. You can get alerts straight to your phone. Of course, it's free to download. A gunman at the center of an hours long search in Raleigh this afternoon is dead. This was a large scene on West Millbrook Road near Glenwood Avenue where a man fired a gun and officers asked people to stay inside their homes and businesses as they investigated. WRAL's Matt Tallhelm is live in Raleigh in that area where this all unfolded. Matt, have you learned anything new? Well, Ashley, within the last hour, police actually took down the last of the tape that was blocking this driveway here. It leads up to a dialysis center. You can see that right up there. We called them when all of this was unfolding, when this area was all blocked off. They were on lockdown. They say police told them to lock the door, stay inside there. People in this neighborhood around here also were told to do the same. You can see there's some townhomes on the other side of those woods. Back in the woods, that's where police were focused. They say that man who was armed with a gun ran away from officers back into there and fired a single gunshot. This is what Glenn Irizarry saw across the street from his family's home in Crabtree Pines. It was, it was frightening. It was frightening. He left work early to check on his family after police blasted this public safety alert to cell phones nearby. It warned people in Irizarry's neighborhood and others nearby to go inside and stay inside immediately because of a search for an armed person. As soon as I saw the notification on my iPhone, I shot home to make sure my wife was loaded and heavily armed to protect the rest of the family. Raleigh police tell us someone called 911 to report a man with a handgun walking along the busy Millbrook Road. Sky 5 flew over the scene as nearly 20 police cars descended on the area. Uh, as he saw the officers, he turned and ran. He dropped some items and ran into the woods. Investigators say it wasn't long after that officers heard a single gunshot in those woods. That's what put the neighborhoods nearby on lockdown as police searched for the man. We didn't know what the intentions of this individual were. So so the decision was made to, to send that out just so everybody could shelter in place because the person did flee. We did hear a gunshot. 
Officers wearing tactical gear and carrying long guns emerged from that wooded area about two hours later. Behind those lines of crime scene tape, they say the man was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. At this point, Raleigh police have not identified that man or not released his name at this time. They did say no officers went into the woods. They stayed outside and used other ways, like through you know drones or ways above the scene that they could see down into those woods there and see what was going on. That alert that went out to phones, it went out to phones within a half mile of this. We actually got it on our phones as we were driving up to the scene here. A spokesperson for Raleigh police tells me they believe this is the first time it's been used for a public safety incident in the city. Of course, we get those to our phones like Amber Alerts all the time, but they believe this is the first time a public safety alert went out like this. Okay, well, thank you so much for your reporting. Matt Tallhelm live in Raleigh. And a standoff in Garner involving a man wanted by U.S. Marshals ended peacefully not long ago. Police had a portion of Avery Street blocked off while they worked to convince a man to come out of a home there. Officers used robots to assess the situation around the home and spoke to the man inside during using a megaphone. The standoff lasted about two hours. North Garner Middle School was on a precautionary code yellow lockdown until this was resolved. Police have not identified the man involved or said why he was wanted by the U.S. Marshals. Right now in the live center, a shooting investigation in Fayetteville and a 12-year-old girl in the hospital recovering. This is what the scene looks like at Highway 210 near Country Club Drive. There is a gun by that gas pump right there, and you can see two bullet holes in the front of that white truck. Right by that number two is where that handgun is. It's unclear exactly how all of this unfolded. So we have the gun at that location and then the bullet holes right there at the windshield of that white pickup truck. Uh, investigators have not told us if anyone is in custody or how all of this started in the first place. The 12 year old we're told is in stable condition. We'll keep you updated on this story as it develops right now with this road still closed in Fayetteville tonight. Wow, 12 years old, that's terrifying. Mark, thank you. A mother is searching now for answers after her daughter was one of two people killed in a high speed accident in Harnett County. Emily Beatty is her name. Both the driver and Brady were launched from the car, ejected from the vehicle you see here. The crash was so intense, the driver slammed into the second story of the home. WREL uh, Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bay spoke with the girl's mother about the tragic crash that took her daughter's life. This was the scene June 21st on Buffalo Lake Road near Valley View Court. According to the Highway Patrol, 26-year-old Rashad Cox was driving this Burgundy Dodge Charger at a high rate of speed when he hit a ditch at 3.40 in the morning, Cox was ejected. We're told his body slammed into the second story of this house. 19-year-old Emily Brady was in the back seat. Her mother says she too was ejected and died at the scene. Uh, the owner of the home, the house that they ran into, uh, stated that when they came outside that her son and the other surviving young lady that was in the car was went over to my daughter to try to see if there was anything they could do to help her, but that she was already she was already gone. I talked with State Highway Patrol Sergeant N.M. Oxendine. He says they won't know how fast the car was going until they download data from the vehicle. Brady's mother says her daughter just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and caught a ride with a stranger. What I knew that she was catching catching a ride or that, you know, she just met these people that the gentleman that was driving from my understanding, they didn't really know each other. 
According to the Highway Patrol, two people survived the crash and were taken to Cape Fear Valley Medical Center for treatment. We're working to learn their conditions. Meanwhile, a mother is mourning her daughter, whose life was taken too soon. I'm just going to miss everything about her. You know, just everything. Just that sunshine when she would walk in a room, she always just lit up the room. In Harnett County, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. Emily Brady will be buried on Friday. The family has set up a GoFundMe page to help with expenses. There's a link to it at the end of this story on WRL.com. Still ahead, addressing mental health and substance abuse in our state. A look at what lawmakers and recovery advocates say needs to be done to help the community and the plans in place. Plus, some triangle renters are seeing rates fall. A look at the trends and how they compare to before the pandemic. any moment, the Senate will begin voting on last-minute changes to a state ban on abortions after 12 weeks before it's set to take effect. Uh, taking a live look right now at the legislative building. That's not a live look at the legislative building, but uh, I, I can assure you that the Senate is there uh, and about, to, about to, to vote here any moment. If the measure passes the Senate today, a House vote is expected to happen tomorrow. Then it will go to the governor's desk. That vote comes ahead of a federal court hearing on a lawsuit challenging that ban. A judge could put the ban on hold. We will be following all the developments and bring you the latest tonight at 10 and 11. Here's a nice live look at the city skyline. You know, right now, more than 2.6 million North Carolinians live in a community that does not have enough mental health professionals. That is just one accessibility hurdle for people in the state. Lawmakers and recovery advocates say it's time to give mental health and substance abuse the attention they need to address those issues. WRAL's Destiny Patterson was at a roundtable today with the goal of doing just that. That accessibility umbrella includes things like costs for medication and treatment, as well as insurance and even knowledge of what's available. At length, leaders acknowledged these hurdles and talked about how they'd like to go about addressing them. It's not a matter of uh, if it's going to happen, it's just when it's going to happen in your life. Senator Jim Bergen is talking about the mental health and substance abuse issues plaguing North Carolina. There's a lot of confusion about where do you go to get services. That confusion, coupled with cost, can cause people to simply not get help. In fact, more than half of people with a mental health condition in the U.S. did not receive any treatment in the last year. Cost was the reason why for about half of North Carolinians. We need to make sure that we are funding and supporting programs that work. And targeting those that need it the most, like those who've been incarcerated and veterans. It's a problem that this group says has been underfunded and stigmatized. There's a lot of money out there and sometimes it's not clear to me if we're using that wisely. Sponsored by U.S. Senator Tom Tillis, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act funnels funding into behavioral health clinics, mental health awareness training, and access to health care services in schools. This is proven policy. One that he hopes is a stepping stone to create and support programs that work. Tilla says that using telehealth is one way to make getting help more accessible. For that reason, he says he wants to make telehealth a more permanent option for people to use. Destiny Patterson, WREL News, Raleigh. We're watching gas prices and they are going up ahead of the 4th of July holiday. The average price per gallon in Raleigh rose 1.8 cents. 
in the last week. So not a huge increase. That's according to Gas Buddy. Right now, the average price is $3.30 a gallon. WRL is keeping an eye on gas prices, as we always do for you across the state. Go to WRL.com. Just search for fuel for the highest and lowest prices in your area. Now, despite those rising gas prices, AAA still expects a lot of people out on the roads. They think this 4th of July travel by car will set an all-new record. In a new report from AAA, they estimate 43.2 million people will be driving to their destination. That's an increase of 2.4% from last year. As far as people flying, uh, they think air travel is expected to set a new record, too. As you look live at RDU right now, AAA projects 4.17 million Americans will pass through airports. That's an 11.2% increase from last year. So we just saw blue skies mm -hmm. over at RDU, blue skies here in Durham at the DBAP. I mean, Mike, it, it's kind of weird to think that this is all going to change very soon and it's about to get very dark. 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock, especially 10 and 11 o'clock, I think when that's that's now looking at being when the heart of the storms will be here. We're looking at the uh, radar view and we're seeing the storms off to the west, just to the west of Charlotte, Polk, Rutherfordton County. Uh, we're also, see, or Rutherford County, I should say, in the city of Rutherfordton. Uh, we are seeing the uh, severe thunderstorm warning the polygons over toward Davison County, up toward Yadkin County as well. This one in particular moved over Navy County in the city of Advance and Moxville had two inch diameter hail. Golf ball size hail, ping pong ball size hail, large hail now over the city of Lexington there in Davison County. And you can see the bullseye that we see here is about two inch diameter hail that would continue to be the size of golf balls and ping pong balls. That is moving to the southeast at 20 miles per hour, soon to be moving into Randolph County. And these storms will continue to grow over the next few hours and eventually make their way toward us later on this evening. Hour by hour, we sit and we wait and we watch, and it looks like now 10, 11 o'clock would be the time period that we would see the heart of the storms. Here is what we call the hail swath. This is where the hail cores has been as the storms move on by. So it's been Moxville, it's been the community of Advance, now Lexington getting pummeled with that hail, and these are all hail icons from storm reports. We have wind damage reports as well, especially back toward Wilkes County, where they had numerous reports of trees down. Future cast at 7 o'clock, showing the storms off to the west. 8 o'clock, still off to the west by 9 o'clock, slowly making their way in. And per this latest run, brand new run of Futurecast, 10, 11 o'clock, especially showing the widespread shower and thunderstorm coverage, midnight as well. And then once we get past midnight, this quickly advances to the east. And by 2 and 3 a.m., it'll be out of the area. So at least till about midnight, we're going to see these showers and thunderstorms. But right now, it's still hot out there. A look from North Hills, 91 after our 94 today, feeling like 95 at RDU, 99 over in Clinton feels like 91 at Rocky Mountain, 97 in Goldsboro, and this is a sign of things to come. The holiday weekend coming up, heat index values could be 100 to 105. Now tomorrow, the front will be in the eastern part of the state, and I think that's where the focus of showers and storms will be. We've got a 30% locally, but any severe weather is expected down east of the coast. You can see those storms look pretty nasty over toward Nags Head and getting over to the Hatteras area. They will continue to move away from us tomorrow. Not quite as hot, perhaps a high around 90 degrees. Showers and storms are likely. It's just later on this evening that we'll see them develop and the later they get here, perhaps not quite so severe because they won't come during the maximum heating of the day. We'll watch to see how this pans out, but you still need to be weather aware. We'll be on at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 o'clock here on WRL tomorrow. 90 degrees by four o'clock with that small chance for a shower or storm. Nothing severe tomorrow. Hot though, 90 in Raleigh, 92 in Fayetteville and the humidity dropping just a smidge, so it may not feel quite so bad. Seven day forecast. We've got a lot of heat to come. Small chance of rain by Friday at 20 
50% chance, 40% on Saturday, 94 Friday, 93 Saturday, 95 Sunday and Monday. And then when you factor in the humidity, it could feel anywhere from 100 to 105. Okay, we're going to feel summer. And I thought it was hot today, like that heavy heat today, but mm. oh, I haven't seen nothing yet. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Yeah. The North Carolina Zoo welcoming a new addition to the family. Coming up, we'll give you the story behind this new chimpanzee's name. Right now at 724, we have our attention dialed into the west of our viewing area near Charlotte, well north of Charlotte, uh, right off of 77. The storm is coming across the interstate right there. This is in the Lexington area. Golf ball sized hail, and this is a better idea of what it looks like from this video. You can see the hail there rolling around in the parking lot. Uh, so this is what we're trying to determine if will come right over our area or not, or what area specifically it may. We have our crews in place. We'll monitor the storms here this evening in the WREL Live Center. Back mm -hmm. to you. Okay, Mark, thanks. Renters are breathing a sigh of relief in Raleigh. It's a little sigh, right? It's not a big sigh, but it's a little one. There's a, a new report that's showing monthly charges have dropped 3% from the near record highs. Rental rates are still extremely high, though. This reality.com, realty.com report indicates that the, uh, the slight decline marks what it calls a sea change for those double-digit surges following the COVID pandemic. Prices for a two-bedroom rental in the capital city declined 2.9% to $1,558 a month from May of last year. Nationally in July, rents peaked at more than $1,700 a month. The report noted that rents are still nearly 25% higher than before the pandemic. Tough, tough for a lot of people. Well, it's no wonder that people can't save. Yeah, you know? certainly. Uh, there's another baby at the North Carolina Zoo that has a nice name. This is Gombi. He's a <laughs> baby yawning. chimpanzee born last month. He's named after the Gombe National Park in Tanzania. That is where world-renowned scientist Dr. Jane Goodall began her research in chimpanzees back in 1960. Look at that little look in his eyes, yeah, right? So Unbelievable. Cute. Starting this week, dog lovers in Durham will have a new place to take their pets. There's a new dog park at Rock Quarry Park. It opens tomorrow. A grand opening ceremony uh, happened this afternoon from, uh, or that, uh, tomorrow afternoon from four to six. The new dog park has been uh, in the works for years. If you live in that area, you know it will replace the Northgate Park dog park. So you can count on us throughout the evening to cover these storms. So please stay with us tonight. Look for our coverage also online with the WRAL weather app. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRAL. We will be cutting into programming if we need to. Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRAL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.